Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB? Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. A big hello to you, particularly if you're coming along to our live show this evening, our third birthday, Matt. Happy birthday to you. Three years of All Day Breakfast. What a great time. Oh, I'm so proud of this little potty that we've uh, made and all the people who have been a part of it, including you. We cannot thank you enough for listening. And that's why we want to kick off the shoes, celebrate in style at Comedy Republic. It is happening tonight, so if you haven't got a ticket, uh, it might be too late, to be honest, um, but check the website. And there's also a live stream which you can buy a ticket for, so you can check it out all as it happens That's in it. real time. 7pm, Comedy Republic, live studio audience. Um, and I just reiterate the information because our special guest, who we haven't told you who it is <gasps> yet, huh? uh, I was texting throughout the week and um, they're excited to come along. Although they did originally think, oh, sorry, I got told it was just an interview um, on a Zoom. And I'm like, no, 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 you're coming down. No, you've got to be there. <laughs> oh, we need to see you in the flesh. Oh, great one. Uh, we can't reveal who it is, but let's just say Alex Dice and I are huge fans of this particular person. So it's going to be great to have them down there, have a chat in real life, and uh, and to see all of you tonight. Shall we jump into the show? Let's do it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, this year marks the 20th year that I have been a performer. Um, started drama oh, mate. school. Nah, to- you've been performing since you were... Bloody out of the womb, mate. Oh, all sorts of performances. Yeah, go on. Are you counting? Go on. You're counting your high school boy band 4.1 in this? That's <laughs> Actually, a, I'm that's not. That's a performance, mate. <laughs> that's true. We did win the 2002 Brisbane State High School Talent Quest mm-hmm. with our mashup of uh, Tenacious D's tribute <laughs> that ran into our original song 4.1's "This Is for Real." Because, baby, this is for real. Wow, go high on the end. Uh, Interesting choice. <laughs> um, yeah, Look, so my 20 voice years is a bit scratchier than it was back then, okay? Sure. But anyways. The old meat, still, meatloaf syndrome. <laughs> I still sort of sit around sometimes and think, I got no idea what I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because I see, you yeah. know how you see like signs, like say like a restaurant mm-hmm. and it'll be like, established in 2002 or whatever, you know, they'll be... It is funny when you get quite a recent one. It's like EST.2019. Right? <laughs> mm. Hold on a little bit. But, like, I always trust that people who are in their businesses, like, if you if you were interviewing, like, a forensic investigator and they'd be like, I've been doing this for 20 years, I'd be like, well, you must know everything. Mm-hmm. Me? Been doing it for 20 years. I'm still like, yeah, I don't know. Don't know <laughs> if I know anything, Right. But every now and then you just witness someone who actually has no idea what they're doing. And it's such a beautiful sight. Um, and it's not, it's not a big, it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a big mm. thing. It was a small thing, but it just cracked me up so much because <laughs> look, I'll tell what you what happened? happened. Belinda went, Belinda went to get a, um, a, a drink, right. With, uh, with, you know, family, Sophia there, etc. She goes and orders an Aperol spritz. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then proceeds to watch as the bartender puts <laughs> puts puts the aperol in the cocktail shaker. Yeah. Then puts the sparkling wine in the cocktail shaker. Oh, no, no, then, no. Then puts the spa- soda water into the shaker. 
then loads it up with ice, then gives it a good shake, like a proper full-blown... Yeah. Like... Then gets the strainer out and everything. Wait, and so, so wait, the, sh- <laughs> the champagne didn't explode within it with a, the carbonation? It all just turns into this big orange frothy mess. And Belinda didn't want to say anything. She's just like, oh, sure. Okay, thank you. Oh, no. I <laughs> know, right? But it just cracks me up when you just see someone who quite obviously has no idea. What they're doing well, and what they're supposed to listen, do. Listen, I've got a bit of sympathy for this person because <laughs> I've been working the bar down at Comedy Republic the last four weeks, you know, Comedy Festival just finishing up. And a lot of the time I have no idea what I'm doing. But luckily I ask someone before I make a boo-boo and start shaking up some champagne and I'm I not mean... at the dais of a Formula One event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're on the podium. Yeah. Um. So it just cracked me up. It just cracked me up when uh when you because I mean look I I don't I don't know how to make mm. well I know how to make one but I, I there's a lot of things I don't know and sometimes you know cocktails they're they're all different mixes who knows they're all different they change recipes and everything like that mm-hmm. I mean working behind the bar I wouldn't know how to like I still don't think I know how to properly pour a beer yeah it's not as easy as it looks. Apparently when I first started, I don't think that this actually happened. I'm sure that I didn't say this properly or that someone misheard what I said, but there was a rumor going around the staff that Alex asked, so what goes in a gin and tonic? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I contend I didn't say that. I'm sure of it. So what Maybe you- I said, what's the best way to make a gin and tonic? <laughs> I don't know. But for some reason... Got around that I said, what's in a gin and tonic? And I don't think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I choose to contend that that's not, that's not what happened. Oh, wow. Your head sounds a little bit like uh, Belinda's Aperol and well and truly shaken. We asked you, when have you seen someone who had no idea what they were doing? And Katie got in touch with us, said people on the rowing machine at the gym. I'm an ex-rower and it kills me every time. Yeah. Yeah. People just walk up to it and go, this looks fun. And then <laughs> yeah. ruin their back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the gym is rife for that. It's yeah. it's one of those things where I've always been of the firm belief that if you just do something with confidence at the gym, people will believe that you know what you're doing. When yeah, you a new way don't. to use it. A new in- yeah, they'll be like, damn, he must really know what's up. Callum said a new hire at my work came uh, with inappropriate clothing for a work site. So took a day off to find some pants. <laughs> oh, what a good what a good reason to take a nice day off your first day. That's uh, like so me when I went to the Gold Coast nightclub. They said, no, come back with pants. <laughs> you absolute dogs. <laughs> it's it's January on the Gold Coast. Who doesn't pack pants? Unbelievable. On a overnight trip. Uh, Mila says, always at the gym. I'm a female and do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But noob males try to give me advice, not realizing I am a higher level than them. <laughs> oh, I would love to see uh, Mila just whip out a little over the shoulder. Yeah. Throw. <laughs> I think in a car can be quite interesting. Geraldine Hickey talks about trying to, trying to back in a trailer. And I, I feel like I've seen people trying to back trailers oh and just God. have no idea I'm what they're like, doing. I'm like, which way do you turn the wheel to get the trailer to go in the way that you want it to? One of the things I'm hoping for when it comes to science and immortality 
is that it can keep my dad alive enough that I don't have to start driving with a trailer. Just always, <laughs> just always have him do it. Bro, in the in the episode of I still don't know how to drive in a manual. <laughs> and when we were filming the other guy, I had to drive on the streets of Sydney in a manual. And I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Isn't there some sort of booklet you can read? What's that called that, that teaches you how to do that? I don't know. What's the name for like a booklet that has all the instructions on how to do something? It's written down and find it together. A manual. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for getting in touch. Matt.n.alex. <laughs> uh, that's our Instagram. Hit us up in the DMs. A manual, manual. Okay. Fair enough. I'll imagine if your name was Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> Fit check. Now, Matt, after the massive success that uh, Ryan Reynolds had purchasing a little, an obscure Welsh football team that just had a massive victory, got promoted in the English football division, we thought to ourselves, this could be the, the heartwarming thing we need to attach ourselves to in the Australian sporting landscape. Well, that's right. But I mean, it's not easy to just go out and buy yourself a sporting team, especially the ones- Especially on our budget. Well, that's it. The ones you see on TV, turns out they're quite expensive. Mm. Uh, they have lots of moving parts and uh, huge fan bases that expect a lot, you know, and the fans are really the uh, the shareholders. And so uh, we thought, well, we can't afford one of the big boys. Well, maybe the new Tassie team. Could we, the new Tassie AFL team, they're going to build a stadium down there and chuck them in the AFL. Could we I've heard buy about them? this stadium, 750 mil to, to build a new stadium. Yeah. People were sort of, I saw some arguments on Twitter saying, well, that's $30,000 per seat uh, to, uh, for the build. It, do, it seems over the top, but stadiums bring in a lot of love. They bring in a mm. lot of tourism. They bring people to your city. They employ bar staff and cleaners and caterers and all well, that sort of stuff. We want to look at the more affordable end. So we asked you, do you have a sporting team that is struggling? We want a rags to riches story. Um, so if you've got a team that's struggling, we should um, get in touch with you. We got a message from Paul. Saying, yeah. boys, our team needs new owners. The Hillcrest Hipsters are a mixed indoor soccer team playing in Butterham Sunshine Coast. The comp is called Ultra Social Mixed Indoor Soccer, by which my calculations is about four grades lower than D grade. Our team has only won one game this season, yet we are fourth on the ladder. The overall score of each game is determined by the points as well as a 3-2-1 voting system for the other team's level of sportsmanship displayed during the game. Oh my God. I hate this so much. <laughs> that makes us the nicest bunch of sucks that have ever sucked. The price to buy the Hillcrest hipsters is not a monetary value, but for Matt to drive one hour up the road and play one game on a Monday night. Why wouldn't you want to play for the team that you own? The ball is in your soccer court. The problem is though, Matt, Paul has also said, this is not a blank check. There is already an owner of the Hillcrest hipsters that we need to negotiate with if we're going to purchase this team. Mm. His name is Joel. He joins us right now. G'day, Joel. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, Joel. Now, how long have you owned this particular team for, mate? A uh, particular team, about six months. We're striving in goals with our, um, how the team's going, but we're looking, we are looking to transfer funds over for a team. Right. So how much did you buy the team for, mate? At what level did you get in at? I um, actually just bought the house that the team comes along with, so it's, it was a fair, fair bit of money involved in the changeover. 
Is this, you mean the, the headquarters? The headquarters, yeah. So and now I'm the coach, striker of the team, and I guess the owner. So, wait, I mean, realistically, did you just fill out the forms or what? <laughs> what What did you do? <laughs> yeah, I filled out the forms and I named the team after the house I bought. So, um, oh, Hillcrest so the is where the is... house is. Right, okay. And is that okay. where, and, is and that where you... the team goes for a few frosty ones after you lose another game? We, well, we don't mind a few frosty ones. <laughs> so, Joel, chat to me. How did you recruit some of these players? So I've sent scouts in every different direction, mainly just from friends that we've known for years. Mm-hmm. And they've come back with the best lot of crew that are bad at soccer. Right. right. So the team actually does suck. Yeah, we're pretty ordinary. Can you can you just paint a picture of how bad it is? Is there any particular play that sticks out in your mind that um, sums up the uh, the terribleness of the Hillcrest hipsters in uh, indoor soccer? Well, we're playing soccer, but the whole team thinks it's um, basketball. When we have the ball, we all rush forward trying to get a goal, which leaves our goal wide open for everyone else to score. <laughs> what, what's the biggest defeat you've had recently? We lost 16-8 the other night. Mm. Ooh, you don't want that to be doubled up. brutal. Joel, what is this 3-2-1 voting system rubbish? <laughs> so, <laughs> so 3-2-1 voting system, like to win a game, you only get one point. But if you're really good blokes on the court, you get three points. So Honestly, the that grand sounds final, so stupid, Joel. The grand final in this league could be just two terrible teams <laughs> who smile and shake hands afterwards after scoring no goals. And that's why we're so good. Because we're <laughs> smiling and shaking hands. Oh, my God, Joel. I can already see holes in this team, mate. There's a lot of cracks that we're going to need to fill up here. All right. Um, well, Joel, you're the current owner, Joel. What's the asking price? There's not a cost price. It's just me. Like I just said, how many goals we can see? We really need Matt to stand in goal for a game. Oh, he's a goalkeeper from way I am back. A goalkeeper so, from way back. And, and if like we can score goals, we just can't mm. stop them. So if he can stop some goals, like he might as well have the team. Wow, you'd be the new owner. Well, it's an interesting, it's an intriguing offer, Joel. Um, our inbox is pretty full with some absolute rubbish that we are going to sort <laughs> through. But we um, we do appreciate that. The only Hiccup I see in this plan is that with Matt O'Kine's involvement, you're going to get trash talk, you're going to get slander, you're going to get yeah. sledging, and I you're going to hold my you're tongue. Go on the, the, you're going to go court, down that Joel. ladder. We'll sacrifice points for sportsmanship for Matt O'Kine to come and talk slander. Okay, well, look, I'll, let me have a think about it. We might review a couple of the other applications yeah. and we yeah. will get back to you. Okay, Joel? The other one thing okay. I see is Matt's hamstrings. That could be the only other <laughs> downfall. If he's in goal, he doesn't have to move very far. Bro, mm. I, I get puffed turning this microphone on, so I don't know how much <laughs> love I'm going to get on a full full court. But anyways, look, it's a very, very tempting proposal, Joel. How many how many more weeks left of the season? Uh, we've got one more week of the season, but the new season starts straight up afterwards, so it's like it never ends. So... There's plenty of time for you to decide. That sounds like Matt's worst nightmare. A, se- a continually <laughs> playing sports league based on sportsmanship. He doesn't have to play every week. We're just asking for one week and then he can control finances after that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Consider it a uh, possibility, Joel. Do you, do you have proper uniforms or you have colours? I'm a massive Liverpool fan, so we all wear Liverpool jerseys. Oh. Is it BYO or have you got some sort of... Uh... I've got a one prepared for you to wear to be in goal. So. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. I don't want to have to drop the 120 on a new <laughs> one. Um, all right. 
Thank you so, very much, Joel. We look forward to seeing uh, whether the, the Hillcrest Hipsters are the team that we um, put our finances and support behind. Thank you very much for the call. We're um, looking forward to you being in goal, and we're probably going to score a few own goals that night. <laughs> oh, great. No way. Thanks, Joel. Oops. All day breakfast. Hey, just jumping in at the top here for a quick trigger warning. Um, there will be brief mentions of suicide in this next segment. If you or someone you know needs help, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Well, we had a lot of fun doing this segment around summer, so we thought oh, every month or so we could open the phones. This ain't no mailbag. This is a Matt and Alex ask me anything, anything you'd like to chat about, anything you'd like to know, get our opinions on. The floor is yours. And producer Bron always brings in some, um, some curly ones to make sure we don't dodge anything. Matt O'Kine, you ready for this? I sure am. Always get a little bit nervous when we open up this offer to you, the listener. But um, I always appreciate anything that comes through, and I'm always open to. I'm always, I'm always happy to be completely honest, as honest as I can be. All right, Bron. Here is question number one. So it's from Harry. What's your go-to cafe order when having some all-day breakfast? Bacon egg roll. <laughs> Mate, I reckon I could have a bacon egg roll every day of my life. What's uh, relish or condiment. Oh, I love a little sauce. bit of homemade tomato relish with just a snifter of chili. Just a little tiny hint of it. Little shadow chili hanging in the background mm. on the palate. Just a little, like a, like a little spritz of chili. A little bit of green in there, a little bit of spinach or no? Nah, I'm not into it. Get out of my roll. No cheese? Nah, I think you can overdo it too much. Just the B and E with a good on a nice soft milk bun. Milk bun, brioche. Brioche can be too sweet. Mm. Just a nice light, fluffy white, slightly sweet milk bun. Yeah. What about you, Dice? So you got oh, you got eggs Benedict bloody written all over you, mate. Oh, the Hollandaise. I I do get it sometimes, but the Hollandaise to me, it's it's a sometime like it can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, you got to have it on the side for me. But I tell you what. If there's some sort of rosty element, I mean, there's got to be some sort of chats, hash brown, and sometimes it's in a brekkie burger, like with a hash brown in it. I'm like, well, there we go. Nah, too loaded, man. If it's on the side, you know, that's fine as well. Even if it's not, I like, because I I get, one of my favorite breakfasts is a poke bowl as well. Like there's a very good one at a place not too far from my house that that I get a little bit. So sometimes big breakfast, sometimes a little chili scramble. You know, oh, okay, I hear. Variety right, well, is the spice of life when it comes to me, so um, we'll pop that one in there. Now, Harry, uh, thank you very much for that question, Harry. Bron, what's up next? Uh, this is from Todrick. What are your best and worst moments while podcasting so far? Oh well, it's been good old three years, Matt. What do you put up as the highlights? Putting up as the highlights, I would say just coming in and having this podcast during COVID. Being able to come and connect with you guys uh, and you listening as well, it was a real lifesaver, you know? Mm. Um, And also getting to do uh, the fairy schnitt, I reckon, was probably one of the the best moments. That was so fun. But what I will say, though, is, again, probably the worst moments was also COVID. Because there was a while, (laughs) there was a while there. The anecdote suffered, didn't they? (laughs) The anecdotes. Well, bin okay. Here's the thing. Empty. Here's the thing. There was a while there 
Because I, I don't know whether people knew this, but m- most often than not, Alex Dice and I are in separate studios, okay? So I was working in the Sydney studio, and you guys were in the Melbourne studio. Mm. But the whole team was in the Melbourne studio, <laughs> except for me. Yeah. And there was a period there in that first year where there was, I think, like, lockdowns had been, like, extended... Mm. And the news just kept coming in that the, the Melbourne was going to keep being locked down and stuff. <laughs> you you were out no, in the open and we were just copying it. I remember, I remember pulling up in the car to work one day, about to wander in, get the call, just go, hey, mate, there's a positive case in the building. You might have to do it from home. And just like put the indicator on, U-turn, <laughs> all the way back. <laughs> Half it an hour back pretty, home. It was pretty hard. It mm. was definitely pretty hard. And I remember sort of coming in. I remember one afternoon, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you guys had all, there was just, you were wrecked because you'd just been trapped indoors and the, just the mood was so, was so thick with like a frustration. Yeah. Uh, and I felt really guilty because I was in Sydney at the time, which hadn't been locked down. So I was like, you know, so offering really useless things. Oh, you guys will get through it. <laughs> just like, shut up. Yeah, it was a bit fun. For my, my highlights, Fairish Dish was great. Anytime we meet you guys listening, mm. like that's always a highlight. Like listen to the podcast, whether it's the live shows, whether it's just out out and about, you say, oh, listen to the podcast. You're like, what? It, it, you put a face to the people, to the ears that listen. That's that's always good. Talking to Mel C, the Spice Girl oh, yep. from the bedroom. That Doing was our good. live Olympics coverage was very fun. Our opening ceremony. That was really fun. Having Sophia really enjoy Good Vacuum. I used to play that song a lot uh, to her. She really liked it. So many great ones. As far as lowlights go, um, uh, well, I mean, it's probably the, the lowest. It's not even podcasting lowlights, just massive lowlight. When we lost our video, producer Dave um, mm. was an extremely sad time. I remember, still remember where I was getting the phone call that um, he had, yeah, died by suicide. Absolutely heartbreaking. And yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things that really makes you think that you want to do something. It's the, the time where you, you can't anymore, but it is the heartening thing that comes out of moments like that is talking to, to people like yourselves, talking to other people going, those things are super important to talk about and positive things can come out of them. So, um, yeah. And you know, on top of that, I think, I think we were getting ready to do our first birthday possibly around about mm. that time. Cause I remember being down in Melbourne. It was one of the rare chances that I'd actually come down to be in the same room as the whole team. Mm. And I remember walking past Dave's desk and we've known each other for quite a while. And we'd been talking about this side project for a bit and I hadn't heard from him for a little while, but I walked past his desk and he was sort of sitting there tapping away. And I just feel really annoyed with myself now because I thought, oh, I, I better go and talk to Dave about this thing that we've been doing. And I want to just sort of have a quick catch up with him, but I'll do it later. Mm. And there was never a later. Mm. And that's just something, you know, those little regrets you go, oh, why didn't I just go and say, hey, then, because. So, yeah. yeah. But, and that's the thing you can, I mean, the most tragic way possible, learn those things and reach out to your friends. So please do that. And if you want to talk to just anyone at all, if, you know, talking to friends is a quite an intimidating thing, Lifeline is there, 13, 11, 14, make sure you jump on board because, yeah, there are so many people that are out there that care and we would love you to do that. So there you have it. Thank you to everyone who sends in questions. We only ever have time to answer a couple of them, but there are plenty more that have been asked and we'll continue to answer them over the course of this potty season. And you can ask us in person if you are coming along tonight to record 
our uh, birthday spectacular at Comedy Republic. Uh, but if you cannot make it and you're unable to get a streaming ticket to the show this evening, you will be able to hear it in your feeds as a little cherry on top of this week as Friday's episode. So thank you very much for joining us on another Wednesday show. We'll be back with you tomorrow. And hopefully we'll see some of you tonight. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Because, baby, this is for real.